Welcome, flower friends, to the Local Flowers Podcast, where you'll fall in love with local seasonal blooms even more by hearing the stories from flower farmers new and experienced. I'm your host, Rochelle, from Freckled Bloom Flower Farm. Welcome. Why, hello, flower friends. It's been a while. Yep, this is your post-Mother's Day recap and just reflecting on week 19 and 20 because let's be real, I have been insanely busy over the last two weeks, actually like the last four weeks, just leading up to my Mother's Day flower and tea for my Freckle Bloom Flower Club was intense enough. Trying to get your farm all dialed in for an event like that and I am probably a little over the top and I wanted everything perfectly dialed in and finished, which it didn't get done. But just the work that went into getting my farm ready and the way I wanted it to look prior to my Mother's Day tea was an intense amount of work the week leading up to it. Then I had the event and then it was right into Mother's Day and I'm still trying to come off of the high of what was Mother's Day. Honestly, feel like I've never worked this hard in my lifetime. You know, when I got laid off from my day job, I had this feeling that I had to re-identify who I was as this new season was changing for me. There was this pressure of, I need to make money. I have to replace my income from my day job and be successful in this flower farming world. So I put a lot on my shoulders. And as I've been just in this roller coaster of a ride since really last fall, I have put too much on the plate. I am exhausted. I feel like almost like I'm done after Mother's Day. I literally slept for six hours from Wednesday to Sunday. After I sold everything on Mother's Day, I was literally running on fumes. Not even fumes. I don't even know how to classify how I was still standing. Like, I was out there watering my crops because we've had absolutely no rain and it hurt. It physically hurt to just be standing. And then... I crashed hard and got super, super sick, which I think was a combination of my daughter was sick during the whole Mother's Day week, and I finally got what she got, but my body was just shutting down. And as I'm kind of reflecting on just the whole experience, I have been trying to hustle so hard that I need to replace my corporate job income and be successful at the flower farming and farmer florist gig, but not to the point where I'm killing myself because uh, it is just me here. And would I like some help? Absolutely. But I'm just not in a position to say pay a part-time person. I know there's opportunity costs there and I could do it, but I also am coming off a career in which I worked with a lot of folks and I'm still in this like post transitioning from my old life 
to this new chapter I'm writing and I don't really want to manage people if I'm perfectly honest. I'm still heavily focused on my two children and I need to be able to do things when I can do them and not feel like I have to have a plan in place for somebody who would be coming and helping me. So as I'm starting kind of my wedding season, I am going to ask some friends if they can come help me design for some of those bigger weddings that I'm doing because the whole three days without sleeping thing is not gonna work for me. Yeah, so the Mother's Day tea, as I mentioned in previous episode, was really amazing. It was great to get my customers together and just to kick off my CSA and this 2023 season. You know, I pulled so many tulips, like thousands of tulips thousands. And I had my cooler shoved full. I had the beer fridge shoved full. Um, I know somebody who has a walk-in cooler and I was storing, I don't know, probably a thousand tulips there too. And so I was holding those for Mother's Day. I did use a lot of them for my first subscription and which I've got over 30 plus people, which is insanity. And I had my Mother's Day tea, folks were like sending me messages, please, please, can I sign up? And I was like, oh, I gave in, although I was very kind of dragging my heels on it because I just knew that was going to be a lot for myself. But I did limit it. I have a delivery subscription and then I have a farm pickup subscription. So anybody that came in after the Mother's Day tea, I said, it's just farm pickup. And those for me are super easy because they just come get them. I stock the stand, I go out for my deliveries, and they pick them up while I'm doing my deliveries. But in our community, it's so stretched out that it could be a 30-minute drive to, say, one of my clients. So I am definitely rethinking it for next year of how I'm going to structure my CSA. It's been exciting You know, for somebody who started literally last year, last year was my first year doing a CSA and I had like 15 members to now doubling it the next year is super cool. And I'm really excited and I love that I've created this community that people want to be part of. And I took my own spin on my CSA. I know that some people do like a spring CSA, summer CSA, peony or dahlias subscription, but I simplified it for myself and said I'm only doing one and it runs from May and ends that first week in September. And most people don't know what a CSA is, so I called it the Freckled Bloom Flower Club. And what I've used for my marketing is they get my specialty Primo Blooms. Anything else that's left over goes to the red side stand. It goes to the pop-ups. But the, the Freckled Bloom Flower Club gets access to my Primo Blooms. Also, I'm doing a couple events, so that's incorporated in in the cost of the subscription, but this year I did the Mother's Day tea, and in August I'm going to do a full bloom annual members party. 
So I know that folks are really excited about that and it's on my to-do list to think through, but when it gets closer, I'll be thinking through it. But yeah, it's uh, been really successful and it's been really fun to just create this community. So that was pre-Mother's Day. Leading up to Mother's Day, I have very quickly learned that I cannot do it all. With such a large CSA and I have made a great positive impact in my community. I have been reached out so many different times by folks asking for flower orders and all the things, which is super exciting, but it's overwhelming at the same time. And here we're almost in June. I didn't plan for people to really reach out like they have. I got a lot of flowers out there, but also not enough to meet demand. So I have absolutely learned that I cannot do this all. And let's just digress for a moment, if you may. Let's talk about ranunculus. I planted some in my tiny greenhouse, the ones that I spent way too much money on. And this is probably my second year growing ranunculus. Last year, I grew the telecote corms in my field, didn't cover them, had such an incredible crop and you know it was a cooler spring so they lasted forever. This year I planted the specialty ones that I trialed in my greenhouse and for all of you that grow in a greenhouse my hat is off to you. I do not understand how you do it. I've been watching my neighbor down the road that grows hanging baskets and potted plants. She's working her butt off trying to keep her greenhouse cool, keeping those flowers watered, and just trying to get them sold so she doesn't have to deal with them anymore. But the whole greenhouse growing is a whole nother ball game. Not one that I'm sure I want to be in if I'm quite honest because those ones that I have in the greenhouse, I've been staring at them forever and then here we get this huge heat wave and they their heads just snapped and turned yellow and they're done. So frustrating. The ones in the field look amazing, but they're shorter and not really pink and white and pastel like I ordered. It's like a rainbow out there. So that's a little disappointing. I do have some others planted closer to the timber line, which they look amazing. They haven't bloomed yet, but their foliage looks really great. And I think I'm learning my field and my space that anything that needs like cooler temps, if I plant it on that backside towards our timber, it will last longer for me and I'll be able to extend the harvest on it. But anyway, Ranunculus. I have 100% sucked at growing them this year and that was a real realization that I have these incredible flower friends that live around here and you've heard on this podcast that are amazing growers and that grow amazing ranunculus. So shout out to Kelly and Delaney. 
I purchased ranunculus from them for Mother's Day so that I could have that beautiful addition to my tulips. And then also, I had held some of my specialty dafts in the cooler and they did amazing. I did test how long they would last in the vase after taking them out of the cooler and they still lasted a week plus. Yeah, I was really thankful for Kelly and Delaney for um, selling me those ranunculus so I had a little bit more pop in the vase for my Mother's Day arrangements. But yeah, I'm just learning that I can't do it all. Also, I'm getting hit up a lot for weddings and, you know, technically it's last minute. If you're thinking about it from a flower farmer perspective, you know, I can't just grow a field of purple flowers for a wedding in June right now because that's when the brides and the couples are reaching out to me. So how can I support other flower farmers that are killing it that have 17 rows of purple dahlias and I only have like two plants. As long as I'm on this mission to support local, why not support my other fellow flower farmers? And so as I am really starting to steamroll into my season as a farmer florist, I am going to rely heavily on these amazing growers that have become my friends to help me meet the demand from a floristry perspective because it would be amazing for me to be able to grow it all myself, but I can't. And this is another conversation on the whole being a farmer florist. You not only are a flower farmer that has to seed your crops, grow your crops, harvest your crops, do the post handling, all of that. But then if you're doing the floristry side as well, that's a whole nother ball game. It's designing with the flowers. It's picking out the flowers. It's doing the consultations with the clients. It's doing all of that business and it's a lot. And this Mother's Day, I sure as hell learned how hard it was. The year before, it I, I kind of just like cringe at the thought of last year because, you know, I set like 12 bouquets out there like, oh yeah, I'd be lucky to sell 12. And I sold out like within the first hour. And people were like, do you have more flowers? And I was like, uh, no sorry. And I just, as a reflection on last year, I was like, I will not do that again. And so thus, I planted the thousands of tulips, the thousands of specialty daffs just for Mother's Day. And so I planned ahead. But you know what? I could have doubled, if not tripled what I sold. My community came and showed up. It makes me want to cry just thinking about it. I made so many bouquets like ahead of time. It started on Friday and I'd put them out and I'd turn around. I need to get a camera at my roadside stand for this reason. I'd turn around and I'd send my kids out there. They were off school that week. I'd be like, go check the stand. And they'd be like, mom, it's gone. I'm like, 
what? Okay. So I'm like trying to make bouquets for Saturday and I'm taking the bouquets from Saturday and putting them out there for Friday. And so I didn't stop making bouquets on Friday. I just kept making them all night long for Saturday and Saturday hit and I stocked the stand and I'd go out there and they'd be gone. I'd stock it again and they'd be gone. I'd stock it again and they'd be gone. And I had Tucker selling at the book nook down in Estacada. So literally I put 12 bouquets out there and took him down to the book nook, got him set up. It was literally 20 minutes and I was back and Matt was texting me, your flowers are out, your flowers are out. I was like, holy goodness gracious. So I got Natalie on the phone. I'm like, Natalie, just start putting tulips in jars and all finish fluffing them up when I get back and her and I were just slinging flowers. I'm like in my mom's. It's my mom because basically she's the one that comes and stays with me. So my guest room, I've got the guest bathroom in there and it stays cool and it's dark and I just, it was like full of flowers, full of buckets of tulip bulbs. Oh my God, if I never see a tulip bulb again, I'll be happy. (laughs) But her and I are both just stripping flowers and arranging bouquets and I went until two o'clock it was like I didn't eat I barely had coffee which if you know me that was a big deal and we were just getting those flowers out at the stand and I'm pretty sure I could have sold more and at two o'clock I shut it off because it was super hot and I posted on my Instagram and Facebook like we're done at two o'clock I have to go water that was another thing here was doing the floristry side of it trying to sell the flowers but then it also was a heat wave and I had to get my butt out there and water the seedlings that I had just planted which they're bouncing back from transplants shock and so just this whole juggling act of flower farming and floristry is a lot a lot so yeah Saturday I I didn't sleep Saturday I think I slept maybe an hour on Saturday night I just kept making bouquets and for Sunday and I posted Sunday morning that this is it when it sells out I'm done and I stocked the stand I told everybody nine o'clock get there early so you have the top pick and by 10 30 I was done I had sold out I had sold every stem ever I had that I don't even know I can't even tell you how many bouquets I sold <laughs> I have to eventually go back and do the analytics but I just have been so swamped that I, I can't even think about it but I sold every tulip stem every specialty daft stem Everything that I had purchased in from other flower farmers, there was not one bloom on my farm left. And so, yeah, it was intense. It was so cool, though. So cool to see so many people show up and buy flowers for me and people I didn't even know. There was a lady that drove up from Bend. I I think she was visiting her sister, but I had a full-on conversation with her and talking about flower farming. It was 
was hilarious because she was like drove in and she was like oh my gosh you're living my dream life living on a Christmas tree farm and a flower farm like how dreamy and I'm like covered in sweat I look like a hot mess and I just was like honey this is not dreamy And she got me at my prime too. I was like, oh, this is not dreamy. There's a lot of work that goes into this. She's like, I can imagine. And I was like, oh no, you can't imagine. I haven't slept in the last like four days. (laughs) Oh man. But this is why we have to tell our stories. This is why we have to educate our customers. This is why we have to show up on Instagram being tired and tell them and reflect on your journey, reflect on that intense week and, you know, being a mom that didn't get to enjoy Mother's Day at all. Like, that's why you have to show up. You have to tell that story because your community will show up for you. They will embrace you. They will love you. And that's what I felt. So many people, you know, I've been hustling, trying to sell my stuff on like Facebook and just continuously being out there, telling my story, promoting myself. And you know what? I didn't think it was helping, but Mother's Day, it helped. And people like would show up and be like, I've seen your stuff. I've, I've, I've seen your post and I got up here finally. And they got to have that full experience of my flowers. And I've had so many positive comments. People have sent me pictures just amazed by how long they lasted because they were picked fresh from the farm and delivered straight to them. And yeah, it was just incredible. Mother's Day was incredible. But then again, there is this flip side to it of that is not sustainable. How hard I worked was not sustainable. To drive myself to exhaustion, getting super sick, like could not get out of bed for two to three days is not good. So it was a great experience and I'm taking my lessons learned from it, the highs and the lows and gonna make it bigger and better next year. I briefly touched on a couple partnerships I did. So I have a friend and colleague that I worked with at our healthcare organization. Both of us got laid off. She has a store and eatery about 20 minutes away from me. And so we did a test run of selling my flowers at the store and it was very successful. For most of those folks have never heard about me, we sold every bunch that I had put out there. And then, yeah, then my son, he sold in downtown Estacada because I wanted to have a presence there. And we have this amazing organization called the Book Nook. They sell books that are donated to them for no more than two dollars and it's a not-for-profit organization they give scholarships to the high school students and their mission is to just get kids and folks reading and so 
I know the two wonderful women that volunteer and run the book nook. They had Tucker down selling the flowers and he sold out too. Um, it took him longer to sell out, but it was a really great experience for him. There isn't a moment that goes by that I don't have mom guilt. I am always questioning myself of, oh, well, we don't go to the park. We don't go camping. We don't do all these things if I had all this free time like I used to. But at the same time, the experience that I am giving my children is something that I'm going to treasure more than taking them out for ice cream. Now that's great too, but they have learned so many core skills from what it takes to have a dream, to work super hard for that dream, to be an entrepreneur. I mean, I I gave Tucker the book neck thing. He sent me a link to a Canva marketing template that he had created. I was like, Tucker, how did you even know what Canva was? I just learned about it like a month ago. <laughs> like they are so smart. And he had created something that I ended up posting. He was telling me all about like different ways to market the flowers. And it's just this constant dialogue I'm having with my kids. So I don't know. At even I still to this day like have the mom guilt but I think too you have to acknowledge the fact that you are creating this beautiful life for them not only through the flowers but these skills that will pay dividends in the future and I did just take him to the Mario movie and sat through that so I do do the special mom things too. But now that Mother's Day is over, it is time to gear up for wedding season. I've got three weddings, big weddings, at the beginning of June, which I'm already like, oh my gosh, it's almost here. And I've got to sit down and just work through that. And a lot of people reaching out to me for proposals. This is where it is getting rather overwhelming and I am very quickly learning what I want to do and what I don't want to do and what I have the capacity for because I don't want to fall out of love with flowers and arranging flowers and if I feel like I'm on this kind of rat wheel I feel like it's going to be the end result and I don't want that. So I'm learning quickly and my I just keep telling myself the motto for this year is just try to survive. At the end of the season, I can just, I'm going to have a little retreat with myself. I'm going to be turning 40 and I'm going to get away and I'm going to have some time to reflect and truly plan for the 2024 season and draw some lines on what I want to do, what I don't want to do, and what I need to do to be successful. Well, friends, thanks for sticking along on this post-Mother's Day recap. I hope you all enjoyed our special Mother's Day episode. Going back to my earlier point, oftentimes I think that we 
just sit out there thinking, oh, am I doing this right? Am I doing this right? And having all those conversations with the kiddos and Maggie's mom, it was super special and just reminded me that we are making an impact and to just keep moving forward. There are going to be these bumps in the road and these times where we're tired, we've had enough, we don't want to do it anymore, but just try to find a way to remind yourself of why you're doing this and dream big. Just keep that big dream out there so that you have something to keep your eye on. The weather here has been warm. It, My husband was just saying it feels like July, which is a little bit scary. We need some more rain. We've had a pretty warm start to the spring going from the extreme opposite, which has not been very good on some of the crops, which I'm already experiencing. I'm just trying to keep my head above water at this point. I have switched from soil blocking to direct seeding and just throwing it out there and praying that it germinates and it grows beautifully. I still... (laughs) still have trays of seedlings that I need planted. Today, Saturday night, of course, and I was running all day, like just trying to get stuff done because it was the first day where I didn't have something that I had to do or flowers to make. I made them the night before to sell at the roadside stand and I was, I didn't really market it either because I was just praying it was a quiet weekend, which it was, and that is okay because I needed that. But I just need to get my stuff planted. And then to think about fall planted stuff will be after I get through these weddings in June. But my zinnias I direct seeded, my cosmos I direct seeded all look fabulous. The row of poppies is coming along. Those I'm really hoping shoot up some blooms for my June wedding. And guess what, you guys? Drum roll, please. My overwintered dahlias are poking through the ground. Yay! Uh, I'm not sure all of them are alive, but we had a super wet spring too. I was really like thinking, uh, they're dead. Yep, they're totally dead. Nope, they're coming through. So pretty soon they'll be covering up all the ugly daffodil foliage now. And I'm excited for that. But upstairs where on the seedling racks I'm pre-sprouting my dahlias and taking cuttings and so I will be kind of filling in the gaps in the field with those cuttings or as crazy as it sounds I am running out of room (laughs) like I planted some dahlia tubers that I had dug up in the fall with all these great intentions to divide and take cuttings from yeah, it didn't happen. So I just threw them in the ground. I'm like, where where should I put these? And I just got to the point where I was digging holes, throwing them in with a little prayer and saying, I hope you survive. Because yeah, I've filled this place up 
big time. And we're in that in-between stage where, you know, the tulips, the daffs are done. I've got some alliums going and the ranunculus that I do have, but it's pretty sparse. So I'm really looking forward to some more blooms here soon. And the peonies that I planted three years ago, I can finally harvest off. So that's amazing. Oh, that reminds me. So in my peonies that I planted the fall of 2021, I was noticing some of the buds looked really deformed and I posted the picture to the ASCFG uh, chat on Facebook to say, hey, what is this? And several people commented back that it was botrytis. Now, when I first saw it, I did remove them immediately knowing that it was probably something not good. And so, yeah, watch out for that. And it's because we've had had such crazy temps. We went from that cold, wet, 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 wet to hot and dry. And so found that on my, that I planted in 2021. And so on just a couple, but the ones that I can harvest on this year look fantastic. Although some of their leaves did get super fried. And so we'll wait to see what their blooms become. But yeah, I'm like cheering on those peonies. Like this is my week off and this coming week, week 21, and then week 22, my every other week subscribers get their bouquets. So I'm like, okay, peonies, like um, week 22, is it for you? Okay. Because yeah, it does feel like there's stuff is growing, but we need more blooms. <laughs> And it just makes me think of perennials, 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 perennials. Number one, they're super easy. Number two, they are there and they are reliable. And the lupini that I planted last year is looking fantastic and beautiful. And so I did plant a lot more of it this year. So I'll be excited to see a lot of it next year because uh, I do find that you don't really get anything off the crop that you plant that first year. So that's one that I find is a good filler, especially in this time in which there isn't a lot. And so I would love to hear your guys' feedback on what blooms are stellar for this kind of post tulip and daffodil era uh, before we get into the peonies and all the other flowers are there those that we all should add to the list so send me a dm and let me know your thoughts well friends thanks for sticking around to this very end of this recap episode i am just reassured as my mom came to visit this week, she just sang my praises and said, Rochelle, you have such a beautiful product. What I saw in the grocery stores was not good. It seemed also like there wasn't a lot available and it was super expensive. So I just want to 
give you all a virtual hug and a round of applause because I know that you have worked your butt off to not only raise the flowers, but to sell the flowers. And if you're a farmer florist, you really worked your butt off. And I know this time of year is super intense as everybody's just trying to get stuff planted and all the things on the list seem super overwhelming. It's a lot and you're doing an amazing job. A reminder that my house was a complete disaster I am finally just getting through the laundry pile. Just that whole week, I begged my family. I said, the only thing I want for Mother's Day is for everybody to just give me grace and help out. And I just want to give them a big shout out as well because they did. They really did help me out a ton. But just know that most of us didn't have it together that week and it's okay. We can't do it all. You know, I saw a quote on Instagram the other day, and it just really said it all for me. This person said, there is an entire generation of women who are drowning because they were raised with traditional gender roles while being empowered to be independent. These women still take on the majority of the house duties while simultaneously killing it in the workplace. They're tired. And that is so true. I read that and was like, yep. And I oftentimes feel like I have this responsibility to do all these things, but I do want to kill it in the workplace. I do want to show my daughter that there is a seat for her at the table and she needs to make it a throne. And it's a hard juggle that I think a lot of us that kind of grew up in that generation struggle with. And so just to bring awareness to it and to find our circle of people to be able to talk through what we're struggling with. And whether it was just keeping your head above water and keeping your kids fed during these big, huge holidays where we do have to focus a lot of our attention to because we are actually making good money on these holidays when flowers are in demand. It's good to just have your circle there for you. And I just, again, way to go, guys. I am so proud of you and I'm so proud of the beautiful industry that we are creating with local flowers and you're amazing well friends thanks for hanging along and we will chat with you next week we will resume our regular program with the freckle bloom flower kids and their fun facts because right now they're in bed and our flower farmer chats will also be coming i know that i've been a little slow these last couple weeks i appreciate you hanging in there with me you know if you ever feel like you want to help donate towards the cause feel free to send me something via my freckled bloom venmo account all would be appreciated it will help me put this podcast out there on the platform so folks can hear it and just the costs that go along with it. But I'm so honored to share my time with you and to keep these conversations going. And together, we will bring more local flowers to everybody's tables. Have a great week, my friends. Well, that wraps up this episode. Thank you so much for joining in to the conversation. And together, 
all boats will rise and local flowers will be blooming fabulous in all of our communities. So if you are a fellow flower farmer that want to join in on the conversation, please reach out to us to get you scheduled for a podcast episode. And if you're just listening in and enjoy the podcast, please share with your friends, your family, and everybody you know. We really appreciate it. Thank you.